Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm your host, Lindsay, and joining me today, Coach Adam. Hello. And a very special guest, an AKR member, Chris Gray. Morning. Morning. Welcome to the podcast, boys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No, anytime. How are we feeling about this today? I'm feeling good. Yeah. My first, uh, or one of my first podcasts at least, so I'm very excited to be here. Excited? A little bit of nerves? Of course, a little of bit of nerves. Good, good. Chris? Yeah, looking forward to it. Wonderful. Always so, enjoy talking about myself. You know? <laughs> well, you, you do that quite a lot. <laughs> Straight in there. Yes, yes. So, Chris, you joined us on just the start of November 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, you've done about 300 plus, I would say, with outdoors and yep. in here sessions. Now, before we get stuck into your AKR journey, tell us a little bit about your background and what it looks like to be Chris before AKR. Oh, geez. Um, So I I work in music, so I'm a musician by trade. Um, I work at the university most of the time, so I'm four days uh, lecturing in what's called community music, so um, where we use music as a tool um, for change. So it's it's about taking away the idea that music's always just about performance, that what we can do with it is we can work with people uh, for various different things. So I've worked with mental health support, I've worked um, in care homes, I've worked in prison settings, youth justice, um, that sort of thing where you can use music to do different things about rehabilitation, about pain distraction, done a lot with pain management in music over the years. So yeah something a bit different with music. Um, I do also still perform, so I do a lot of work with Scottish Opera on the side. So yeah, I, I keep my life busy. Very busy. Very busy. Um, so that's a bit about me. So Tell me, what got you into that side of music? Did you study it at university? Yeah, so I, I was a double bass player by trade, um, went to music college, then started a performance career, so uh, as a player with the orchestras in Scotland and through the UK, but very quickly uh, got quite bored of it, Uh, just sitting playing Mm -hmm. all the time. You know, you kind of start to wonder, well, what difference do I make? You know, who, what impact am I having on other people? I was teaching at the same time on the side because life's never exciting enough. In Glasgow. Uh More Mm -hmm. than one thing. Uh, So I was already teaching and I kind of enjoyed that far more. So I made the transition out of playing into teaching and into education work. Did that um, take a, was that like a long period of time? It was over about six years it yeah. took to transition from one to the other. You know, you, it, I've always been the sort, if a door opens, an opportunity arrives, I go for it, you know? So if someone says, why don't you come and have a go at this? Aye, why not? So you struggle to say no? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that could be a fair point. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I started to move the, um, the first lot of work I did um, was I trained as an autistic carer, did a lot of work through music with uh, young autistic children or ASD. Um, and that kind of stuck. It was quite profound work. And I thought, okay, this is where I want to go from there. And kind of retrained. And then the conducting career, which I now have as well, kind of kicked off during that time as well. Because of that? Uh-huh. And, well, because of and alongside it, <clears throat> It was kind of a way to keep my skills as a performer on point as well. So it was about making sure that I had a proper portfolio career, that I satisfied my need to perform alongside having an impact in what that uh-huh. ground. It so, sounds like you had a sense of care as well. 
yeah, I, I, I always kind of feel we've got to do things for people. You know, you've got to take back, you've got to give back. It's a very cliche moment there, but you know, it's it's definitely a big part of it. If you can make a difference, you mm-hmm. should sort of thing. And I'm sure you two know that. Yeah, it's incredibly well. rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, therapist would say I'm a chronic pleaser. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that never says no. Oh, mm, absolutely. Where's yeah. the balance here? I know, I know. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's talk about burnout. But no, <laughs> maybe later. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where the, the career came from, and from there it's just it's developed, and it really is just about you see an opportunity and you want to take it, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to explore and you want to do different things. So, you know, it, it's great. I've ended up. All over the world, of I do amazing things and um, and get to do amazing things with amazing people. So, can you give us just one quick example of that? Because I know that you've done amazing things, but let the listener know just one example that they'll be blown away by. You know, it's, uh, oh geez, uh, I suppose some of the most interesting stuff is I've done a lot of work in Oman um, and Muscat, where I I was out there to sort of work with music teachers in schools to sort of allow them to break out of a cultural norm and to see and explore what other modes of creativity was, you know, see different ways to work. And it was amazing working over several years with them to sort of kind of go, there's other things, there's other ways, Mm -hmm. but actually that it came from them, not from us, if that means. It's not that I was there to say, this is how we do it. It's like, how else could you do it? So, you know, being able to facilitate for others, opening their own doors mm-hmm. if that makes sense so mm-hmm. that that was one of the kind of biggies for me that sticks really tough work though you know really tough you know learning and adapting how to work in different ways and in different cultures for me you, you have know, to think on your feet you know, absolutely but amazing to do mm-hmm. it and I think the important thing for that experience for me is I think I learned just as much as they did from that experience and I think I think that that idea of reciprocity is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, I go into things because I know I'll get out as well. And it's you're you're on equal terms with yeah. the people you work with. You're never you're never there as well. I'm the lecturer and I'm the teacher. It's about I'm in here with you. I'm bringing what I've got. Can you bring what you've got? It sounds like it's rewarding on both parts. Yeah, and very busy. Busy, busy is one way to describe it, Lindsay, yes. So during that period of time where you've went from one career to the other, you're now settled with enjoying what you do uh-huh. and it's very rewarding. Did you find time to look after yourself and all of that? <laughs> um, yes and no. Probably more no than yes. Um, self-care is not a talent of mine. Definitely not a talent. Um, I think there are periods where I've really been able to focus on me. Lockdown was one of them mm-hmm. because lockdown really restricted the work I could do. You know, um, lockdown started and it, it was kind of heartbreaking to have so much disappear, so much of the the contact and the work that you do disappear. But very quickly I started to realise, okay, some time for me here, you know, some time for me to kind of refocus a little bit to sort of understand a bit more about who I was behind mm-hmm. all of that. So, yeah, I've done much better with it recently. Last 10 weeks, not so much. <laughs> but I suppose what's really interesting at the moment, I'm 
probably going through one of the busiest patches in my life at the moment, uh, work-wise and Mm life-wise, you know, moving house and amongst it all as well. But um, it's a a kind of funny layover in my business is that you get booked for things years in advance. Um, So I'm in a period just now where a lot of the stuff I'm doing has been on the books for years. Okay. And I'm now working my way out of that process so that, you know, come middle of next year, I can actually work on that balance properly. Because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not the sort to walk away from a contract. No. If I've signed in the dotted line, I'm doing it. <laughs> Definitely. You know, because so I'm in I'm in that funny period at the moment where you I've had to make a decision to change, but I need I've kinda had to accept it takes two, maybe three years mm-hmm. to make that change. Which is tough because it's it can be hard to keep the motivation going for yeah. everything when you know you're 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 changing. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Just to pause you there before we uh-huh. get into the last sort of year and lockdown uh-huh. and things like that. You said when you've pretty much been just full pelt right yeah. up until probably lockdown from graduating yeah. right until lockdown. Absolutely. You haven't got the talent for self care. <laughs> it's true. From your own words. What I remember when it first came out, like when we were just getting into lockdown, you almost had like a, I'm going to say like a freak out almost uh-huh. because you had so much exciting things planned yeah. um, and you'd never really understood what it was like to stop yes. and pause in life. Absolutely. Go, go and just go into that a little bit more. Well, I, I suppose the, the, the thing you realise when you have to stop and you take that away is um, how much... How much you do for other people and how much you get back from it. That thing I talked about yeah. earlier. And all of a sudden, something like lockdown takes you away from that, takes you away from contact, it takes you away from discussion. And I know so much of it went online, but that's just not the same. It's just not, you know. I think um, we can both agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you lose so much in the way that you interact with people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so yeah, it hurt hard. It hurt hard in terms of being able to go out and do things for other people and be able to have that impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it gave me an opportunity, as I was saying, to look at me and go, okay. So, and you kind of start to make that realization and um, that if I look after myself and I'm feeling better and I've got energy, oh, I can maybe do a little bit more of what I like doing. So you start to kind of have that, that funny realization that, Actually, if I look after me, I might actually first I might be able to do more for others. And how long did that take? Uh, <coughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, thanks for bringing that. Uh, thanks for bringing the age in there. That's okay. <laughs> Not paranoid about. So yeah, it took you 40, uh-huh. 40 years to then just take a step back and realise I need to look after myself here because I cannot yeah. continue yeah. going on helping people the way I want to if I am ruined. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you get the chance, you get the chance to change change things. And I suppose that's the difficulty I have at the moment is that I, I'm very frustrated at the moment that I know that what I need to do is look after myself to continue doing, but I'm going, where do I do that? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I am kind of struggling really badly with that at the moment about how to, to bring enough of that balance back to get me through. Um, but I suppose the thing that does get me through is I love what I do, you know, but sometimes that's not quite enough. No. You know. 
you need a bit more balance, it sounds like. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's coming. And you know, and you've found it before. Absolutely. Within your time here at AKR, like we can delve into that if you like, uh-huh. if you want to just go back a, to, to the start of your journey with AKR uh-huh. and then we'll bring it back round. Oh, my journey at the start. Well, I, I kind of don't really recognise that person anymore. The person that walked through the door Uh on the 4th of November. To be perfectly honest, (laughs) because, you know, I've joked with Fabio about it, you know, and and Linda, of course, who's a good pal, you know, um, it used to be the conversation when I sat on the bike at the start of a session, Fabio would go, so much did you drink last night? (laughs) You know, and that's completely changed now. You know, completely different way of life. So even, just, but just sorry to interrupt, but just before you started, were uh-huh. you, were you, was it not, were you not in a great place physically? No, not at all. Had you had PT and things in the past? I'd had, so I, I've had periods of my life where I've worked really hard on it. You know, um, I was fit and active as a youngster. Um, you know, in my teens. You know, so I've always had periods where. You know, I've ran a lot. I've played badminton to a really high level. You know, things like that. So I've always had periods, but then other things have always come in and got on the way. And it's it's that it's that sort of excited puppy thing. Oh, that's shiny. You know, <laughs> I'll go and enjoy that. And, you know, there's an opportunity and something amazing to do. So in, in terms of your work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So my work is always taking priority, mm-hmm. you know, always. So, yeah. So I've always had periods where I've tried really hard. I've worked really hard, got to really good places. And then something gets in the way or work happens or... Um, a big trip or something exciting that needs a lot of time mm-hmm. at a desk or... So your priority shifts? Yeah, they've shifted mm-hmm. hugely over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in good places, never as good as I was kind of earlier this year, which is another part of the frustration at the moment, mm-hmm. you know. But my experience pre-AKR was, it, it was always fitness was about chasing something, it was always about chasing the way you looked or, you know, the number on the scale, you know, the amount of maps you get, you know, things <laughs> like that. It was always about something beyond... Having a target, being, a goal. Being well, yeah. And that's the thing that changed, you know, um, here. So I don't think I've been on... I think I, I was on the scales kind of... I can't remember with you, maybe back just before lockdown. Mm-hmm. I haven't been near a set of scales since. You know, I don't measure my waist anymore. I, I don't chase that anymore. I chase feeling good, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I, I want to feel as if I'm well enough to do what I do rather than... So to sort of enhance and energise your life more so than what uh-huh. the number says. Absolutely. You know, I'm mm-hmm. done with that. Maybe that's an age thing, but, <laughs> you know, as well. But, you know, I'm done. I'm done with, you know, looking good in a white T-shirt. Those <laughs> days are gone. Absolutely. Were they? Is that a thing? <laughs> so, <laughs> Have you got something to add? I'd just like to ask you, so, so that change you're talking about going mm-hmm. between goals that are perhaps more tangible uh-huh. or more numbers focused, for example, uh-huh changing over to something that's more of a feeling and just, you know, a general mood. Yeah. Was that something you set out to do or did that slowly happen accidentally? It, it kind of slowly happened. It was never an intention. You know, I, I've never, you know, I never thought that change would happen. I never thought I would move away from being goal oriented because as I work in the way my work is, it's always, you've got a deadline, you've got a thing to do, you've got, 
somewhere to be. Um, so no, I didn't expect that. So it, it did very much happen kind of, I wouldn't say by accident, because mm. you lot know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, don't you sit there up to not listen. What do you mean? So, it's your own journey, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so it did. I would, I would, it was purposeful, but not on my part, I would say. But mm. yeah, it's it's made a huge difference to it. And, and I suppose at the moment, with the frustration of where I am, that's one of the things that helps me, is that knowing that, okay, I've put on a bit of weight and things like that, but that's not the point. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm still able to do a lot at the moment, even though I'm not maybe in the gym as much, that comes from that world. I'm still walking. I get out and I walk in the morning before I go to work because I know that walk's important. My diet's not as good as it normally is, but I know where my limits are and I know what to do to keep it on point for my energy, for my general nutrition and things. So that that change to the kind of looking after the whole has even helps now, even though I'm not in the best place with it, if that makes sense. Mm. So if if I'm hearing you, Chris, if you what you've learned at AKR is that it's a shift for you, yeah. that it's more energy, yes. consistent training and yeah. sort of looking after your whole being. Yes. Um if this happened and your busy life and your hectic life had been the last 10 weeks and you hadn't had that experience with AKR, mm-hmm. would it, what would have happened? I don't know what would have happened, but it would have been pretty. Okay. I don't think I would be at my work at the moment. I don't think I would be well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'd be enjoying what I'm doing. You know, been able to to keep myself in the right side of that balance point at the moment. And I'm maybe not far off it, but I'm on the right side of it mm-hmm. because of what I know. And because of what I'm able to do um, is the important bit. Yeah. You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I would be here right now <laughs> in terms of doing a podcast or mm-hmm. I would have fallen off. I would have probably lost my membership and let it go, things like that. Yeah. But I know that it's not going to happen this time because I know that when I'm ready to get back, I come back and I got on with it. Yeah. You know, I know the routines, I know what I'm doing and I know that I'll be kept on the right track, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, good. So we'll, 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 we'll leave lockdown. Mm-hmm. You've had your time. And then we're back outdoors. There, yeah. was, there was then, I remember there being a, a, a really nice shift in, yeah. in your mentality. Yeah, well, the, the interesting thing about um, outdoors was... Manifield was a long way for me, um, and I'm not a driver. And as you know, public transport wasn't really no. running. So um, Manifield for me was a walk from Old Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all uphill, that is. All uphill in the way there. <laughs> oh, yes, I can still feel that. <laughs> um, but do you know, the moment those sessions started, um, there was nothing stopping me, and I think... You know, even even that journey was not stopping me getting there. Just to be back around people and people that I trusted and knew that I would get on with. And and that's the thing is, like, no matter who you're on with, you have a laugh. Who Whoever's in, you never know who's going to be in your pod. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get in and have a laugh. And that was one of the great things about coming out of lockdown back to the outdoors. The other thing that was really good for me at that point was um, it was it was a more gentle start back. So it was a really good start in terms of the walk cleared my head. That was a good mental health 
uh, bit of work. Got lovely people, good laugh, got on with it outdoors. And it was an easier workout to start with till you worked out that you could do a band. <laughs> <laughs> Not about that at all. No. <laughs> or you discover that there's worse than a black band. Anyway, um, so yeah, but you kind of, it, got, it gave me the chance to get going again. And it got the motivation back to be working out, to be exercising. Maybe more exercising than working out, but it was great. And that kind of got me to do some of the online stuff. But I really, I really struggled with the Zoom workouts, not because they weren't great. It was just I was literally in a space where I would be at my desk. I would work till 10 past five and I would turn around from my desk and I was in my workout space yeah. for the quarter past five session. And it was like, oh. There were so many people like uh-huh. that. And I think as well, you've said a few times you enjoy the banter in the group. Yeah. And if you're alone all day yeah. and then you have to go and put on Zoom, yeah, the group feels still there, but the interaction isn't. Yeah, you kind of slag a coach off. <laughs> well, um, not as well. <laughs> no, 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 what we can do is put you on mute. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not as efficient. You know, you know you've, you've got to think more about it. You know? But so, yeah, so outdoors was a big change for me. And, you know, I still get to boot camp on a Saturday. It's kind of almost the one thing that I've managed over the last 10 weeks is to be at boot camp every other week. Mm-hmm. Because I do love the outdoors, you know, I love the kind of, the the feel of it. Mm-hmm. I know it's not for everyone, but, you know, I've really enjoyed yeah. it. Particularly because in Duffy Park you get to go for breakfast after. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the best so part. the motivation's the food? <laughs> no, absolutely not. How dare you? Talking of motivation, you really had a, a heightened state of motivation yeah. and drive over yes. the last year. Tell us a little bit about that. So the, my motivation is always there. It's it's where it's placed that moves and shifts. So um, tell, tell me about that. So, um, you know, I, I'm an early riser. I'm up the back five every day. And I kind of got on with it. And I got on with whatever needs done. You know, it, it doesn't stop. You know, so I'm always, I, I'm a really motivated person. So I always have things to do. Um, but it's just sometimes it has to shift. And... Sometimes it has to go to my work. Sometimes, like, you know, a really great period this year, it was really focused on my health. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that motivation kind of, um, it's always there. It just shifts. I think what I'm realising at the moment is that I need to split my motivation up a bit. You know, it can I, I can't be so one-tracked with it. It's actually, right, I'm going to take all of that motivation and I'm going to go, right, you get a bit and you get a bit and... And that's something that I'm really realising at the moment. Um, I think what the other thing that I realise is the motivation shift shifted um, in August when I had an injury. And mm-hmm. my frustration was that I couldn't do what I had been doing and I needed to keep busy. I needed to keep focused. So the motivation shifted very quickly straight back to my work. And I realised that now, kind of like three, four months on, that that injury actually I didn't deal with as well as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I dealt with it very well physically. You know, I got the work, the treatment I needed. I worked on what I needed to do and I started to get back. But by then my motivation had already gone. So I'm kind of very aware of that at the moment, that I need to do some work and how I work with that motivation because mm-hmm. it's... 
it's a great thing to have is being able to focus it like that and being able to have that focus but I need to rethink it is this the first time you've felt or realized that needed to happen yes oh yeah Mm -hmm. Uh because I was in such a good place when that injury happened like probably the fittest I'd been since I was like 18 19 and how long were you in that sort of that motivation it was a good four or five months Uh at least and why were you doing it uh, don't know. <laughs> don't know. It just, it, it, do you know? I I would say I would kind of say from February through to August, I had balance. I definitely had that balance. How did that come about? No idea. I really don't, and I have thought a lot about it. You know what? What got me into having that balance? And I think, I think a big part of it was. I was in a sweet spot with the training. So the training was working well um, early morning or later on at night, which gave me the energy to go out and do the job and do what I needed to do and do all of that. So there was a a nice balance. And I think when um, the injury came, that balance was nudged, Mm -hmm. that that balance. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of focused in the wrong ways, if that makes sense. So it went to my work. And then by the time I was ready to go again, the term had kicked in. And and that's a path that you're used to. It's a path I'm very yeah. used to, but I don't think it's a path I've recognised before uh-huh. um, to where it is just now. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm in a very different place with that path. I think I've kind of, let's, you know, the analogy might be a roundabout and I've always taken the same turn and I've come in, not this time. So I I kind of do feel that I've went in a different direction with it this time, but I'm kind of in a, maybe in, I'm in a holding place at the moment because I need to get, as I was saying earlier, there's things I need to get done mm-hmm. to let me move into a better place. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you got anything to add there, Adam? Uh, not, uh, not straight off the bat. No, no. <laughs> just, just um, it's really interesting that through all of the years of having a, a sort of focus of motivation on one thing yes. that only recently in the last year that it's been, oh, hold on a minute. I don't want to take this turn on this roundabout. I yep. want to take this one. Like, I'm so interested to know like the shift and how you've managed to realize that before it's happened again. Um, it's a tricky one. Because I don't know if there is a an explanation for it. I don't know. I wish I could say there there was a light bulb moment. You know, I wish I could say that there was a this thing that happened that made me go, oh, it's amazing. I know exactly what I I think I think it's maybe been a subconscious thing more than a conscious thing mm-hmm. that I'm here now going, Oh, I didn't take that turn. I've went a different route. I don't think it was I'm about to make the same mistakes I've always made, God damn it. Uh, I think I've actually just went past it naturally this time, Uh if that makes sense. I wish there was an epiphanal something to share with you. I'm going to take that, but Mm -hmm. can I just think that you have never, until your 40s, had an opportunity to sit and realise what was important to you. Exactly. So was it that that lockdown then has given you that opportunity to have a little bit more headspace? So then when that that shift in motivations mm-hmm. come around again, it's like, oh, hold on a minute. I know this feeling and I've had time to understand balance and I know where this path goes. Um, 
Yes and no. It's, I think, coming out of lockdown, I had a, a wee wobble coming out of lockdown because it was like, right, I'm coming back to all of this stuff. Your busy life. A uh, busy life. But do you know what? I'm really glad I'm back in my busy life. I really am. So I want to be back in it, but I want to do it in a healthy way this time. So it's not that I've realised that I want to put space in my life. It's not that I've realised I want days off or X, Y and Z. It's I want to get back to what I do, but I want to be healthy when I do it this time. So it's kind of in the middle, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So I know a lot of people have come out of lockdown and they've committed to taking time off, to working less, to doing, and I, I don't want to do that. I want to get back to that exciting life, that, uh-huh. that up at five and I've got my bed when I have to. You know, <laughs> I, I want to kind of, I want to be back in that, but I do realise I need to do it in a healthy way now. So it's... And what does that look like? Uh, can we have another podcast this time next year? <laughs> Would that be right? We're going through it right now. Yes, we're, uh, absolutely, we're going through it. I don't know what it's going to look like at the moment. Um, but I'm quite excited about that, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I think my job, you know, when you're working with people and you're working with vulnerable people um, and you're working with people who have been through a lot in their lives, you need to go into those situations not knowing what comes out the other end, but you need to commit to a process. Mm -hmm. You need to commit to working out what is best for them, for you, for us. Never seeing a goal. And I think if I, I think I'm finally taking that matter into my life is rather than going, I want to be there by then. I'm going, okay, let's go. Let's just see what happens. Day to day. Day to day. And we'll get somewhere. We'll get somewhere and it's going to be good. But I don't know what that's going to be yet. So, and that's a new thing for me as well. Because although I've always had that very clear way of working in my work life, I've not worked like that in my personal life. So I suppose what lockdown has done is let me go, what are the good bits of both sides and can we just find a way to make them work? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm very much going through that process at the moment. But I I don't know where it will be. Actually, you seem excited about that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, we we spend so much of our lives trying to work out what it should be. You know that I actually think we miss a lot of the great stuff in a day. And this term, although I, it's been brutal, you know, I go home at the end of every day and go, yeah, and that oh that was amazing, yeah, and that was great, and right that was tough. Okay, let's think about that and. You so you're reflecting on your day now? Constantly, yeah. I always did, but in a different way. I pr- and I suppose uh, it's not functional anymore. It's appreciative. So I kind of look back rather than going, right, okay, let's think about that. Okay, you come out of lecture and you go, okay, right, what did I talk nonsense about? <laughs> for? I nearly dropped one there. What nonsense, <laughs> what nonsense have I just talked for two hours? You know... And whereas now we'll go, oh yeah, there was a bit of but there was good stuff in there too. You know, so rather than it being about what to do better, it's about what can I appreciate as well. And that's a big change. So what you've done well and what you can learn from uh-huh. it. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And, you know, and remembering about the laughs you have and the good bits, you know, and appreciating them just for that and mm-hmm. for nothing else. So I think if, I, I think for me at the moment, that's what that process is, just going day to day, you know, what's going on. Okay, 
maybe do something different tomorrow. We'll wait and see. You know? <laughs> Never know what might be raining. You might not want to, you know. And I think that's been the big shift. Taking away any sort of goal at the end of it and just kind of going, let's see where I end up. That's a big shift for you, it seems. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. Adam? Yeah, I think especially, I mean, the points you just listed there, mm-hmm. it seems like at different aspects of your life yeah. have been connected and also changed in that way, uh-huh. where your energy and your drive has gone from being something very goal-focused and very yep. goal-oriented to just being a little more in the moment yep. and just enjoying the ride, yep. as opposed to looking for the finish line. Absolutely. So. And and I'm building on that, and I want more of that, you know, and I'm excited about that. You know, the, there's that, you know, I, I laugh about my age, you know, yeah, damn it. But, you know, <laughs> But actually, I'm, what, 43, but I also realise that I've just as many years to work and live as I've already done, you know, and we spend so much of our time in life trying to get to a place by an age and behave in a certain way and do certain things, and I don't behave so much, you know, but it's, and I think, I think for me, I'm realising, but actually, why? Why do I need to do things by a certain point? You know, why do I need to have all of these things, you know, to want half those things. It's really boring, mm-hmm. to be honest, you know. Uh, so, and I think you do, and I think that's another thing that came out of lockdown is, you know, you realise your age, but you appreciate your age. You appreciate stage, maybe, rather than age, you know, where you are in life. And you can go, well, that's fine. You know, it's not where everyone else is, you know, but I don't really care anymore. You know, just want to go and do and be, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's a big part of it. You take the goals out, you know, because if I go all the way back to the start of my career, you know, as a, as a young musician, you're told playing an orchestra is the be all and end all. You know, it's the thing, it's the pinnacle. It's the pinnacle of a performance career. And I'll never forget my first day in a professional orchestra. I've never been so disappointed in all my life. And I, I suppose, I've always known that, but it's never stopped me fighting for things and fighting for goals. Do you know what I mean? Till recently, where you kind of go, oh, yeah. So up until now, it's from that sort of moment of that's the goal to get to the orchestra. Yeah. Then you've set your goals to yeah. get somewhere in badminton and with work and coming to university yeah. to do a lecture, being the best, the best, the best, maybe taking on a triathlon, doing a marathon. Yeah. There's always been a goal, a goal, a goal. Uh-huh. And sometimes you'll achieve them. Yeah. And well... A fine example of not was this year with the injury because you were going to do your first triathlon. Uh Like, was that the point as well as how you feel now that the goal doesn't really matter? It doesn't. No. So I had a a really, really interesting moment. So the injury happened for six weeks out from Loch Ness Marathon and I was due to do three marathons in October. And that had been the focus since early in the year. And it was really interesting because the injury knocked that out straight away because there was just no way I was going to go over the injury and rebuild and be back. And I was kind of preparing the day that Loch Ness Marathon was running to be really in a bad place. My brain was going, okay, I'm going to prepare. It's going to be a bad day. I'm going to have bad thoughts. I'm going to be really upset. And it was really interesting because I got up on the Sunday morning and I went, I could have did it. I could have done it. 
I was fit, I was well, I was properly trained. Mm-hmm. I could have done it and had a great day. Because I think that that was the interesting thing. It wasn't that I had to do it to prove I could. I knew I could. And you figured that out in the morning of it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Late, really. But, but yeah, I did. I, I had that moment of going, that's okay, I could have done it. You know, I could have went and run it and I could have probably done quite well with it mm-hmm. and had a great day, but that's okay, I'll have a great day here. Just did different things. And there was something really nice about that that that's where I kind of really realised this, the whole goal thing can just start to... Cool. I think they have a place to get you going sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, but they can't if not set properly, they mm-hmm. can be detrimental to people. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy that that you woke up in the morning. I could have done it. Have oh, a good day yeah, here. You know. Happy days. Could go to breakfast at the beach and ice cream in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's better? <laughs> I will say, Chris, like it it was inspiring for you to I know maybe mentally mm-hmm. you were struggled with that injury, but yeah. you really did just take a step back. Yeah. You took time off the gym, which was hard for you to do. You instantly stopped running and cycling and you weren't even allowed to swim. Yeah, so yeah. but you physically took such good care of that injury. I did. I'd, and and actually, the physio said that, you know, they were really surprised how quickly I was able to, mm-hmm. you know, turn it around and get back to it. And well, not that I really got properly back to it after that because of the way things worked at work. But, you know, it... How did your mindset shift to be able to do that? Well, I think it connects quite well to that that thought that came much later about the marathon. It was like... I think for the first time, I was in a place where I understood what I was capable of and not just in terms of doing a thing. You know, um, I think one of the things that goals do for us, which is really dangerous about a goal, is it focuses everything we do in our training to one point. It's like, I've run a marathon, so everything is connected to that Mm -hmm. one thing. But actually, all of that stuff that I was doing was about so much more. It was about living well, eating well, feeling healthy, feeling alive, all of those lovely things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about running a marathon. It was the process of uh-huh. the goal. And that was the big change this time, you know. And I think that's where goals become dangerous, is when it's about that one moment. And I've done it before, you know, the first time I ran the London Marathon on my 30th birthday, I turned things around then. I ran the marathon and it was like, yeah, that's it, done. So mm. many people Absolutely. Do Whereas this time, I'm still sitting with the frustration that I'm not back. You know, most mornings I wake up and consider a run. But I know if I do go on that run at the moment, I'm going to struggle to get through the day. But that motivation is not going to be going and doing it. I'm just making sensible choices about what I need at the moment to get things done that need mm. done, if that makes With sense. how hectic work is. Yeah, absolutely. So all your motivations and work at the moment at the and moment, has been for 10 weeks. Yeah, but I know, you know, I move house on the 4th of December. My teaching finishes on the 3rd for the semester. Do you know, I've already worked out my bus routes not to my work, but to the gym, you know. In <laughs> Priority. Get the important stuff absolutely, first. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's interesting that I I I the thing that is keeping me moving is knowing 
the, the next bit of that process is about to start. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know it's not going to be easy to get it all going, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited to be back rebuilding all of that stuff because it's frustrating to have been where I was mm-hmm. and having fallen away from it. But I'll get back. I know I will this time. It sounds like you know this time it's not too far away. No. And you know the sort of processes that you need to do and you're on the right side of it this time. Absolutely. And all of the different things I've learned, you know, about nutrition, about habit building, all of that stuff's just sitting there. And it's, and I've noticed even in the last week, my diet started to sort itself out mm-hmm. this last week, you know, so my brain's already kind of on it. It's kind of, okay, a couple of weeks from now, right, you've got space, you went back to the gym, you know, maybe you could stop drinking as much as I am you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't we pick up some water for a change, Mr. Gray? There we go. <laughs> you know, and, the brain's on. Ah, uh-huh, the, brain, the brain's on. So it's that process thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you engage in the process rather than go for me, I'm learning that's the biggie. Mm-hmm. That's the biggie. Um, and there's... Hundred marathons to be running the rest of my life. You know, I'll do it. You know, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Who knows? But I'll be ready for it. <laughs> you know, um, and I think that's the big shift. Adam, have you yeah. got anything to? Yeah, I think it's something. I think a lot of people can. I don't, it's a journey a lot of people try and go through, whether it's an injury or yeah. another reason for stepping out of the gym. I think it can be difficult to get back into that. Um, for for purely the process yeah mm-hmm. because i think a lot of people get back into it because they've got a goal in mind yeah. and so what you've described there taking that shift mm-hmm. whereby you're getting back into it just to enjoy it just yeah. to live your day to day what a powerful difference that must be yeah absolutely yeah. and and it's i couldn't be I, I couldn't be doing it anywhere else you know because yeah i come in here for a really good workout but I come in here for a lot of other things, you know. You know, come in for the banter. Let's you know, come in to wind folk up, you know, misbehave a little bit. Not that I do that often. But you know, it's the there are that's the difference with being here is that the motivation isn't just about the workout. You know, if the, if I was going through this with any other gym, I don't think I'd be sitting doing something like this or contemplating being back in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks' time or do you know, does that make sense? So I think I think the environment you put yourself in and the way you approach these things makes a big difference to that. Um, but I, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, and I'm sure I'll have the odd goals slip in here and there. You know, I'd love to do a triathlon. There's something in my head about getting that done, mm-hmm. you know, and the challenges that I'll go through to get that, you know. You know, particularly in the swimming side, is that's always been the block there. But I, but I know that I'll get there, and maybe that's an interesting little part of it is that there is something for me with all of this that I know I'll get there. I know I'll do it. It's not a by a date. It's it's just not by a date anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing about goals. We put dates on them rather rather than just going. I will do a triathlon. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Might be 82 when I do it, but I'm going to do it. Maybe retire to Chris. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Chris, is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listener with today? Um, I I think what I'm realising 
um, that lockdown started and the injury has helped me see and all of the stuff that's happened in the last 18 months is that um, do what you need to do. And I think that's what I'm realising that we know we live in a world that dictates so much to us and sort of gives us what we should be doing or shouldn't be doing that actually we often end up going in directions that are maybe not truly ours. And I think that's the thing in my 40s I'm realising is that actually, no, I need to go with what is right for me and for my circumstances and my context. And and that's what I'm really embracing at the moment is that, yeah, I miss this place so much at the moment, I can't even begin to tell you. But at the moment, my priority has to get me through this period because it's part of a process to getting me back in, if that yeah. makes sense. So. I think that's the biggie for me is, you know, find your own way rather than the way or a way, mm-hmm. you know, find your own. So, yeah, I the, the kind of funny thing, um, I do a huge amount of teaching in equality and diversity, social justice. And there's a huge, huge amount of talk about pronouns at the moment. And it was really interesting. And someone said to me the other day, my pronouns are me and I. <laughs> You know, from now on, it's me and I, and it's all about me, and it's all about looking after me, and it's about self-care. And I went, my goodness, I love that. (laughs) Me and I, that's it from now on. But it just kind of, I think think we forget that so much. And, you know, it's taken me so long to find it, but yeah, that's what I would say. Well, Chris, thank you so much for that. That ending was perfect uh, to this episode. Um, Again, thank you both for being here and thank you to the listener. If you've enjoyed Chris's story, there are plenty more. So head back to previous episodes and we will see you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you.